The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transformed their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. This is Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And my guest today is Seth Meisman. He's a serial entrepreneur who has, in just the last five years alone, he's built more than 10 businesses. He's created and managed five successful events. And I'm not talking about little events. These have been major events. And in the midst of all that, he's taken one of those startups full circle and sold it. The dream we all have as entrepreneurs. But he has a strong passion, a very strong passion for entrepreneurship and for helping entrepreneurs and businesses. And so recently he co-founded a company called Evis Thrive. And he's here today to talk about how establishing Evis Thrive within communities is a key to unlocking the entrepreneurs in that community and really bringing not only the entrepreneurs to their full potential, but the communities themselves and ultimately this country. Uh, so welcome to, the, welcome to the show today, Seth. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You're doing some really important work here. And I'm sure that our listeners, especially if they're business owners, they have heard a lot recently, in the last year in particular, the emphasis on startups and the organizations that have been springing up to assist the startups. I mean, there's a national dialogue around the startup community. You've got Startup America. You have myriad incubators within all the major cities. The Midwest is becoming the next Silicon Valley. And in the midst of all of this, you decide, you and some some other people decided to co-found Evis Thrive. Tell us about what Evis Thrive does and why you think that this is a key to 
not just startups, because you go after traditional businesses too, but why this is a key to bringing the entrepreneurial potential that's in a community to its full fruition. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks. Um, so essentially what happened was we just kind of turned it from like a project, kind of we a bunch of us had on the side about six years ago, back when entrepreneurship was still uh, very much apparent in communities and very much apparent like in Silicon Valley and the sorts, but um, not as big as it is today. Um, so we kind of took it from that point and we're like, wow, you know, what if, what if like entrepreneurship and what if startups wasn't as, you know, mystical as a lot of people have seen? Like it, you have high failure rates, you have a lot of these things happening. What if it's just not as um, as hard as it, what people think it is? And the way this kind of came about was I had uh, just failed on uh, basically just take one of the businesses and slammed it in the side of a cliff. So lost some money, wanted out to that, like that beer to help you make it feel better. And um, ran into another entrepreneur. He said, "Yeah, like, let's come out, let's talk." Um, basically, he said, yeah, "I just failed too." So, long story short, I thought he had just failed too, but he had actually just succeeded and had this a multi-million-dollar exit. And so, that beer obviously was a little bit more painful than positive. But um, basically, what I got out of it was I had talked to him and said, "Like, you know, how did you do it? Like, you know, I obviously just you know lost and you won. How did it happen?" And he laid out kind of a system that just worked for him. Granted, it took him a couple more beers to basically start to lay out a system. But once we kind of got it, it was interesting because he had a systematic process that kind of made it work. We talked to a couple other people we knew that had some wins and realized that they, too, also had a systematic process. And so it was interesting. I mean, they really started all telling us the same kind of general way that they built up their, you know, started up a company and grew the company. And so, so, you saw, so you saw a lot, even though these successful entrepreneurs did not know each other, there were a lot of commonalities in the type exactly. of systems and, and, and the different things that they did. So, okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things that just really helped. Like, they were all kind of doing it the same way, even though they were different industries, different areas of the country. It was, to us, it was just kind of like one of those, like, oh, crap, like, holy crap, I can't believe this is happening. I mean, they're all do a lot of them are doing it the same way. I mean, is it possible then for like you know for a groups of entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs themselves to do it this way and have a you know a higher chance of success? And so um, we did one that way, and uh, the one that basically went full circle to success was the one that we ran that way. And we're like, once that happened, we're like, this is cool. This is really cool. Um, and so then we started like looking at how like. Um, these entrepreneurs got investors and how they got everything else that they needed, whether it was mentors, whether it was money, whether it was getting the word out, whether it was getting into events, and started seeing, like, you know, there's a systematic way of doing it, and then we kind of reverse engineered everything and said, what if we built a system that kind of brought it all end to end? And what it allows is it allows communities who typically, you know, see entrepreneurs foreign, they don't really know how to engage them, they don't know what they want, um, they, you know, they have they have certain things they want, like jobs and stuff like that. So sure. what we help to do is basically bridge that gap. We sure. have a systematic program that communities um, set up and run. And, um, it comes with a um, kind of small upfront cost, and then they break even off the, that investment, as well as help the entrepreneurs get what they want and create jobs for their community, as well as, you know, create just, you know, positive growth for all the local entrepreneurs. Right, and when you're talking about entrepreneurs have always existed within communities, um, a lot of times people overlook the entrepreneurs in the community, though, and I was sat through an economic development meeting one time, and somebody got up and said, this was an entrepreneur, as a matter of fact, it wasn't anybody um, from the economic development team that was there, but somebody got up and said, you know, it, typically 
uh, economic development in a community is a three-legged step stool, and one of the legs is always rather broken or causes the whole thing to tilt, and the stool will never be sta- have a stable foundation unless you get the entrepreneur engage with the entrepreneurs because they said it's it's the entrepreneurial leg that that as you just said people just don't get it the people who are in uh, people of influence within the community the people who can make things happen the investors a lot of times they just don't get that entrepreneurial piece and so what you're doing is going into these communities and showing them how to engage the entrepreneurs pull them in and then pull the entrepreneurs through this system that's going to create success for the entrepreneur am I understanding that correctly that is correct yeah okay. absolutely. So when you talk about going into a community, I mean that can mean a lot of things. Do you engage with existing organizations within the community? How does how does it work when you say you go into community? What do you mean by that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We we engage existing. We do not like to rebuild anything. We've got like a a training program that's basically been built up that helps like the core wrong basically you know identify the market identify the customer base the core things that need to happen to basically get you from idea to revenues for startups and for early you know for businesses get them from revenues of a current point to systemize uh, increase their processes to decrease their like loads of work and kind of um i guess hand things off to different people to make them more money and more profitable um so by looking at all those different things what we then do is we help the community kind of walk through, saying like, you know, what kind of uh, what kind of industry sectors, what kind of areas, where do you, where are you, and where do you want to be? And then what we help them do is kind of understand how to engage the local entrepreneurs to basically run the program. Uh, some entrepreneurs will bring investors, some entrepreneurs will bring in um, mentors, and others will bring on, you know, the entrepreneurs themselves. Others will put on events, but kind of orchestrate kind of like unified efforts. That way, the whole community is working together to build things up. And then, yeah, you know, you have small business uh, development centers, which is a, a portion of the small business administration that's felt the federal government is brought into universities to help give free business coaching. We give them basically access points to help these small business owners, you know, get up and get connected to the resources they need access to. Um, so it really helps the community use what they already have access to and what they already have in place. And this helps them kind of, I guess, connect it all together and make it a little more, I guess, orchestrated, if you would. Right. And when you, but still, going back to communities, you're talking sure. about actually engaging city officials, chambers of yeah. commerce, economic development organizations. Is that correct? When you say communities, that's what you yeah. you're going to those types of agencies or organizations within a community. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. It means the city leaders basically they get like basically a playbook for how to help entrepreneurs. And the playbook is different than pretty much a lot of things what they've seen before. The play, like these, like these EDC leaders, as chamber leaders, sometimes as mayors. Some of these groups are basically one of them um, will essentially like agree to the system and to start to run it. They'll also like you know write the check or whatever. Um, but at that point, those people are basically showing how they can help entrepreneurs, how they can create basically a system of support to pull everything together and to get them what they need access to. What this also involves is a lot of, like, actually, like, pulling back and having a system that automates how people get access to what. So unlike, like, an incubator where you can only focus on a few companies, like maybe right. 10 to 15, mm-hmm. this basically allows everybody to be helped, everybody to be done, and then the entrepreneurs themselves prove, you know, the more they succeed, the more they get things done, they have access to everything in the community. It helps them grow. Yes. And, no, go, go ahead. Like I was gonna say, like one 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 big thing about that is like in kind of 
know, stats are stats are good for proving a point, but like according to the SDA, the Small Business Administration, like seventy five percent of those um of small business owners have day jobs, which isn't really surprising, but it is surprising and it's concerning on the fact that that means that entrepreneurs and mass market these people are only available on nights and weekends, which is typically when like the local is really not available. Like a lot of your lawyers, accountants, things like that aren't available. So people have to use search. And so from a community's perspective, this kind of starts to get really eye-opening. When you start to look at, again, according to the SBA, the average startup, whether they win or they fail or anything, they spend $34,700 on average. So if you have 100 startups in the community, that's $3.4 million that could potentially go into a local economy. And right. then if you can help them, you can create jobs and all that. But even if not, all, like, the resource providers, you know, those accountants, lawyers, they can get a lot of, like, revenue off that thing to help that business grow. Mm-hmm. And if, if the day jobs, it basically makes it very difficult to have that connectivity point unless you have some sort of way that connects it all together. Use video very heavily to kind of offset that first meeting. So it really provides that kind of connectivity point for these communities, whereas they – they might not look at it in that kind of light before. Sure, sure. And what what strikes me as unique about this entire system is that, as you say, there are incubators in all the major cities, usually numerous incubators. There are all kinds of different consulting firms that can help uh, the entrepreneurs. There are government programs like the SBDCs, which you, you know they're very they're very good. Don't get me wrong there. But what your your system, the way it is unique, is that you engage the public officials, the chambers of commerce, the city leaders, the uh, economic development officials, and you get them involved in a process just as much as you, and you're educating them and getting them involved just as much as all these other programs we just mentioned help the entrepreneur. You're, you're doing both. So you're truly creating an ecosystem within a community as opposed to just uh, where some of these programs just try to help an entrepreneur in isolation and give them the uh, blocking and tackling skills for you know how to read a spreadsheet uh, or how to read a budget spreadsheet. And all those things are important, uh, but you, you actually – bring the entire community together, and so you've got some very influential people going to bat for these entrepreneurs, too. You're absolutely right, yeah. Okay. And it, and it also, like, and to add to that, I mean, like, some of the city officials and everything have that kind of, like, connected. They can see how their entrepreneurs and everything growing. But one thing that we really highlight in there is the fact that so you have a lot of programs that are designed especially for certain types of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. This allows the community leaders to see the kind of the mass activity happening, analytics and that sort of thing, basically right. tracking the startup life cycle of these things. But sure. then at the same time, it tucks it back over to um, the local entrepreneurs' hands and puts it into influencers, people who have been there, and they are the ones that actually lead the program. So it's entrepreneur-driven, entrepreneur-led. The city officials now know kind of how to interact with these business owners and as much as they're pushing the charge and pushing forward, they're more of a rear general than a front general trying to, like, get in there and help entrepreneurs where people don't really know what they want. They need access to things. Tax credits are great one time a year, uh, you know, like on tax day. But other than that, you basically want that continuous support that can provide it to you, and this kind of marries that all up. And then at the same time, it filters those entrepreneurs into incubators and into local ones, so it doesn't – it doesn't take or detract from local incubators that are already there. It actually enhances the community. And yeah. then when 
incubators are looking for that certain type of individual, this system can proactively pull it out, and the city officials can say, can make the introduction rather than having the incubators have to constantly go out, look for these people, mm-hmm. try to, like, bring them in. And then when they're done with them, they have an ecosystem or an area of support that they can go to after they've gone through the incubation process. Right. And you're you're not just working locally. I mean, you're working hyper-locally, actually, but you're doing you're, – you're creating these communities all around the country, these hyper-local communities. You're creating those all around the country, and as I understand, possibly even internationally. Tell us about some of the success stories that you've had so far, if you might, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, we're, we're really just starting to reach out across um, the whole country. It's been one of those things where um, it's a little bit of a learning uh, curve for these cities because they've never really even looked at it like that way. Right. But this way where they could really engage That's it cool. before. It was something that happened. Every now and then they'd find out a newspaper and they'd embrace the entrepreneur when they, when they knew they existed. But, um, yeah, like in uh, Blue Springs, Missouri, there's a, a small kind of town, a suburb of Kansas City. Essentially, um, there's a EDC a president named Brian Sonner, and he basically started the program and said, you know, we really want to engage our community more. We don't have a good pulse on kind of what's happening. So um, if we could, like, let's build this up and see what happens. And so in the process of about uh, six months, he basically started having his local entrepreneurs grow up um, and rally around him to start building a community. They helped about 20 businesses get through the process. They helped them kind of show how to um, go from an idea to a startup and how to grow. Um, he saw his community come together like he'd never seen before. They had what's called kind of a launch event, and it's basically a way to showcase startup entrepreneurs. And in that event, he said, 75% of the people in this room I did not know two months ago. And of the people that I know in this room, I mean, I did not know that we were ever capable of pulling off something like this. He's like, now – We've got the county looking at us. We've got everybody sending us leads because we are now known in our community as essentially being known as we help startups and we help businesses. We know how to help them. We have investor uh, networks now. Basically, all this came about in six months. And so his community already had it there within them. They had business owners that liked to invest. They had mentors. They had coaches. But it had never been orchestrated. Once it got orchestrated, the whole county was pretty much caught off guard, and everybody at that point wanted to start getting involved. Yeah, and that's so, because because you lay it out in a step by step process through this Eva Thrive uh, right. pro- program that you bring to the table. You you have a step by step way of doing that, and so uh, this is Blue Springs, Missouri, and you're you're moving into other areas. Or that that's a success story. And what's their website? If somebody wanted to go out and take a look at the, because they they all have websites, right? That's one of the things that you help them create. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where they can brand their own site. So it isn't one of those things where you just have, like, a, a URL off somebody else's site. Um, their site is called growbluesprings.com. Okay. So growbluesprings.com if anybody's interested in taking a look at that. Right. And there's, like, there's other cities, and each city kind of brands its own. Like, um, the craziest part about it is, like, a city right next door to it um, called Blue Summit, Missouri, saw the activity and basically wanted to have the same thing happen to it. So it stood up, and it's called Blue Summit. And if you look at the two, like when you go into like the, those two, both the website as well as other things, they're dramatically different. And basically, what they're, how they're focusing, how their communities operate, they both have like functionally entrepreneur ecosystems. But it's hard to tell that it basically came from the same point, and it's designed to pretty much match the the culture. Sure. So there's there's a system that 
to follow, but there's quite a bit of flexibility within the system to embrace the culture of the the existing culture within the community and some of the specific goals that the community might have. There's room for that kind of flexibility. Absolutely, yes. Okay. All right. Now, there's a book out by uh, Brad Feld. He, he's got a book on startup communities. It's What are some of the concepts, perhaps, or you're familiar with that book, perhaps some of the concepts that our listeners today that may have read that book can can help get their arms around this whole concept. What what can you tell us about the similarities between your program and that book? Yeah, his book is phenomenal. I mean, really, like, when we saw it, we are like, wow, that's, you know, this is awesome. Gotta beat us to the punch, but this is actually a great point to, like, like, kind of showcase what's there. In his book, he kind of talks about um, leaders versus feeders. Um, and actually, the reason I, I know a lot of this, I have not actually had a chance to go through all this whole book yet, but I uh, actually heard him speak yesterday at an at a event. And one thing that um, he says is leaders versus feeders. Leaders are basically your entrepreneurs and them trying to build up and trying to grow. And then your feeders is everybody else that's trying to help them. And so having a way that basically gives you high points of connectivity really helps to achieve that to help that, I guess, um, the leader really grow. The one thing with the, um, that we saw was very much the same thing. The feeders are kind of like what we define as being your coaches, your resource providers, your, you know, the investors, and everybody else that can support them. And we wanted to make it, instead of just being coincidental connections or just, you know, pushing a lot of connections together, you're bound to run them into them at some point, but make it something where you can reach out to them and you'll have a process to get access to those people in a timely manner when it's needed. So we kind of took some of the things that he did and just pushed it up faster. Um, kind of the other similarity is he basically talks like a long-term approach, which is definitely needed. Um, but what we've basically done is we've also found a way to kind of take that, that process and do it in maybe like a six- to nine-month period where basically you can start to really shape, reshape culture, reshape like how a community is vision as far as investors, um, and pulling together a lot of resources kind of taking through the social side of how, you know, Brad Fell, at least in his presentation, alluded to how things grow, how things are pulled together, and how to take it kind of to the next level. Okay. So. Yeah. Go ahead. Good. Okay. So what what you're basically saying is that you you have this process, you, you take it to your first step is to take it to community leaders. And sometimes one organization will run with it. Sometimes they're able to pull together several organizations within the city. And then there's flexibility within the program, though, to accomplish certain goals. And even though this is a long-range proposition, you are able to uh, – show results with this process within a very condensed period of six to nine months. You can already see how the entrepreneurs are beginning to become more important in the community, they're becoming more successful, and the community itself is, as you pointed out with a couple of examples from Missouri, the communities themselves are becoming more successful because of this. It doesn't mean that it's not a long-term proposition uh, because there's you don't just stop. There's not just a stopping right. point. Once you get on this on this um, this horse, it, it's gonna you're gonna ride it out for a long time. But you can. It's not a, a situation where oh we start and we're not gonna see any results for years. You are saying that in the or cities you've gone into, you have seen definable results within just a few months, really. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean that's the hardest thing with like a program like um, anytime you look at like entrepreneurship, whatever. It's almost one of those things that almost seems black boxy to cities. We hear them talk about like, yeah. you know, we need help. We need something we can do next. We we need that that 
just something we can help these people to help them, like, you know, either, you know, start a business or to save their business or grow it. Um, the one thing that we're really having trouble with is, like, what do we give them? And a lot of the programs take, you know, months to set up and then even take years to basically start to see results. And, you know, cities have a hard time swallowing that, especially when there's a high price tag for those programs. Right. So we basically just found out, like, you know, rather than following on, like, this huge program thing, it's it uses a lot of, like, the social connectivity points that startups use and how businesses largely interact anyway. And then we just kind of grew on those to find the ways where – if entrepreneurs are given the right invest, you know, the right resources at the right time, like, you know, there's a process by which, you know, they work with coaches to basically get access to certain information that helps them to find their business. And then that interaction with that coach basically becomes their advocate to then help them get investors. And the sure. community already has the investors lined up, so that way they, the coach just basically goes out and sees what investors fit that entrepreneur. And having a process like that really helps the, you know, that entrepreneur know that if I work hard on my business, I can have those investors be brought to me rather than having to take like a left-hand turn and try to mm-hmm. pitch these investors and get that thing while at the same time keeping your business up and going. So it allows the community to know, you know, the city leaders and all these community leaders to really know how they can step in and kind of um, help and supplement the, the business's growth while at the same time not, you know, um, I guess, um, cramping the entrepreneur's creativity of where they want to go. So it allows them kind of a, a perfect marriage for both to get what the maximum of what they want out of it without either side really feeling like they kind of like didn't get everything that they wanted. Well, and, you know, you bring up a good point there because so often you hear the business community at odds with local government officials and you know it seems like they can never get on the same page that they're working at odds with each other and so to create something like this where they've all got skin in the game and unless they all help each other be successful nobody wins uh, I mean it and for some entrepreneurs to to be able to know the mayor of the city, to be able to know uh, some of the high-ranking officials within organizations or, or other corporations or whoever it happens to be in the city that gets engaged in this, I've known entrepreneurs who have been in business 10, 15 years and still haven't been able to establish some of those kinds of relationships. Right. So, so this brings it all together. Where, I mean, you've had some success. You are expanding nationally. What's next? Where do you see Eva Thrive going? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's one of those ones that's been, like, incredibly wild ride. Um, we're passionate about helping entrepreneurs. We've been there ourselves, you know. Um, you know, it didn't seem like it was too long ago when I was starting my first company, and it just felt like I didn't know what was going on, so I just constantly couldn't figure out what that next step was. But so for us, it's, it's one of those things we're highly passionate about, just, you know, helping those communities, helping them grow, finding new things to do. Um, we've got some ideas and we've got some things on the table before we might go next. We've got, um, we'll probably be, and we'll, we'll launch it through you, but like we're, we're probably going to be doing a partnership in the UK, Ireland area oh. probably in the near future. So, so, that, so um, internationally even. Yeah, so we got we got some areas to do that. Um, we're by no means expanding outside the U.S. and we're going to forget about the U.S. because uh, you know the U.S. kind of got us to where we are today. So um, we definitely definitely want to focus on that. But we've got some groups that um, that really think that there's some awesome opportunities that uh, in U.K. and Ireland, and um, we we really like to see like how we can um, you know connect there. But I think the biggest area that we'd like to get to is. At some point, we'd like to find a way to start having these different communities, these ecosystems, if you will, uh, be connected. 
Because sure. we think that if the different people are connected, then the cities themselves can start to learn from each other. Entrepreneurs can learn, like, you know, maybe where different startups would have greater sense of kind of um, access points and stuff. So to us, that is really where there's some fascinating kind of, like, um, interconnectivity, maybe some data that could be um, analyzed. But for us, I mean, it just kind of feels like we're just scratching the surface on what's possible now that these, you know, these things actually work and it's helping, you know, not only communities, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between really um, improve their lives. It's it's really, really not only fascinating um, intellectually, but also just um, I guess really warms your heart from a from a passion or from a helping others standpoint. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I heard through the grapevine that you are uh, Eva Strive is is very entrepreneurial itself, and you've got a crowdfunding campaign going on. Can you tell us about? Yeah. That? So we're we're just we're starting a, a crowdfunding campaign because we started looking at different ways to um, essentially reach out to the community to find ways of, of gaining capital. We had some you know big VC kind of components, but we'd like it to be one of those things that's kind of like by the people for the people. And so sure. we kind of looked at different ways that maybe we could engage the, a, a larger community to get behind this kind of concept. We've all come from entrepreneurs. We've all come from the fact that we really just we really want to help people. We know that you have to make money in order to be sustainable. But at the same time, we thought it'd be something where you know let's hand it out, let's do things for other people, let's get other people involved, and you know get other people. I guess you know even a sense of the piece of the pie. Because it's for us one of those things about the fact of how do we do this longer term, farther away, and how do we get a maximum amount of people engaged, whether that means in the ecosystems themselves or, you know, for different uh, business or strategic partnerships to be a higher end thing. So um, we'll be launching that uh, off at uh, evisthrive.com. It'll be uh, there available, and um, we'll be promoting to see if, uh, you know, people could back us to help us out. And, uh, love to uh, have a lot more people on for the ride um, going forward. Okay, and that website is evisthrive.com, E-V-I-S-T-H-R-I-V-E.com, and you can go out there and you can get more details about this system that Seth has been talking about here today, as well as examples of some of the communities in the United States that have already embraced it and are seeing Success, and then, as he said, uh, he has there. There are some people, some folks over in the UK and Ireland who are interested in this. So, uh, sounds like you're doing great things, Seth. Uh, very, very relevant. Very, you know, the timing sounds exactly right. We're coming out of a recession. Uh, communities are looking for ways to uh, pull themselves into a better position with with some of their uh, funding being cut with with all kinds of different challenges being faced and entrepreneurs have historically been the uh been the group that have lifted us out of recession so if they can do things if cities can do things to enhance that entrepreneurial community it will be as you've said a win-win for everybody all around and wow you can only imagine if you were able to eventually connect all of those individual communities with each other to share best practices and and just take it from there what what a tremendous uh, I'd love to be in that session, or I'd love to be in that that conference awesome. when that happens. <laughs> well, have you there? Yeah, that'd be great. So, uh, any any closing thoughts, Seth? Yeah, I guess the one thing I would like to say is like I would just like to thank um, more people than I could ever like probably list off or, as far as names. But there's been a lot of great people, a lot of great business owners, and who have mentored me as well as mentored a lot of the uh, um, entrepreneurs that are on the staff. So this hasn't by any means been something that I myself have done. Um, we've got a wonderful five partners that are in the business right now, um, and 
they've done everything to make it this thing possible, as well as there's been a lot of, like, small business administration coaches, as well as a lot of mentors, a lot of investors that have pretty much guided us along the way to get us to this point. So I really wanted to, you know, and show that there has been a, a massive effort of people that have been to, have really made this thing possible, and I'm just lucky enough to be a part of it. And, you know, I thank God as well for giving me the opportunity to have this as well. So. Yeah. Well, you're you're doing some wonderful things, and we wish you the best of luck. And we'll come back and visit with you a little bit further down the road to hear how this program has continued to expand. Thanks so much for being our guest today. Thank you so much. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.